presented by Amazon. Hey, good morning, playbookers. I'm Rogu Bunavolin. It's Wednesday. This week, Washington turns its attention to Aspen, Colorado. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. First up, a quick recap of yesterday's primary in Maryland. In the Republican primary, Dan Cox, a Republican state delegate who you might remember aligned himself closely with Donald Trump, scored the former president a win in his fight with Governor Larry Hogan, handily defeating the Hogan-endorsed Kelly Schulz in the GOP gubernatorial primary. In the postgame report, this is what Politico's Zach Montalaro had to say, quote, The closing weeks of the race were dominated by the Democratic Governors Association, which dropped a multi-million ad campaign, attacking Cox as too loyal to Trump. The DGA has insisted it was merely getting a head start on the general election, casting Cox as the frontrunner, despite public polling in the run-up to Tuesday showing Cox and Schultz deadlocked. But the campaign was widely seen as an attempt to boost a more extreme candidate in the Republican primary in hopes that Cox would be easier to beat in the general election. In the Democratic primary, several candidates remain in contention, with a significant number of mail-in ballots yet to be counted. You might remember that Maryland state law prevents election officials from counting mail ballots until Thursday. As of early this morning, author Wes Moore led the field, with former DNC chair and Labor Secretary Tom Perez and state comptroller Peter Franjo in striking distance. The House is teeing up a messaging bill on contraception today, while the Senate continues its struggle to pass legislation on industrial policy and healthcare. But the place to be this week to really understand where the country is headed is some 1,800 miles away from Washington, Aspen, Colorado, where Biden's top national security officials, including his CIA director, national security advisor, and top officials from DOJ and Treasury, are gathering with a small cohort of journalists over the next four days for rare on-the-record sessions at the Aspen Security Forum. There hasn't been anything close to this many senior Biden people gathered together in one place and speaking publicly during the Biden presidency thus far. Politico's national security correspondent Alex Ward is there too, and he's here to talk about it. Alex, how's it going? How's the trip? Uh, it's been good. It's the Aspen Security Forum. We're excited for the first time for it to happen in person for three years. Um, although I will admit to being a little jet lagged, not only because I went from D.C. to Aspen, but also I just came back from the Middle East uh, on Biden's trip. So I don't exactly know where I am, but uh, this is this is good. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, so you just got there. What's the what's the vibe right now? Uh, I mean, it's early, right? There was a, the, the first day is is starts in the you know evening. It was two sessions. It was with um, General John Raymond, the commander of U.S. Base Command, and um, Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, who, who leads the Department of Homeland Security. And it was two just sort of like fireside chats. And it was just getting a sense of like, okay, you know, what are we doing here again? Like, what are these kinds of conferences like? Who are these men? What are they putting forward? What are they looking to, to say? And I got to be honest, like everyone's feeling, I think, pretty like excited that they're back in mm. a conference like this, that they're back listening to top people you know, make their cases. Of course, happy being in Aspen, which is a, uh, just a lovely location. Um, and then, you know, after that, there was a just a little sort of reception to hang out with folks, see people, you know, just get a vibe of, of who's around. And look, it's, a, it's an illustrious group of people. Um, and it's going to be exciting to see what they all have to say over, until uh, Friday. Yeah. Uh, one thing I remember hearing, I don't remember if it was from Biden directly or an advisor, but it was that they were struggling to get out their message out directly to people because of COVID. 
you know, it seems like this is a great chance for the administration to explain its policies uh, to an elite crowd, which it really hasn't been able to talk to directly in the COVID era. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, this is an elite exercise. Like, let's be clear, right? <laughs> the, a, a lot of voters are not going to be represented here. Um, yeah, this is not Main Street when we talk about Main Street versus any other street. No, no, no. Yeah. This is like Pennsylvania Avenue and K Street and wherever journalists live. Um <laughs> This is uh, this is uh, the administration talking to an elite audience, but that has its purpose too, mm-hmm. right? This is less about, let's say, you know, winning the vote, even though there's a midterm, and surely administration officials who are talking at this will have an eye towards that. Um, mm-hmm. But this is more about, okay, you elites, um, you you say you don't know exactly where we come from, like well, let's tell you, let's be direct, let's go mm-hmm. to these mountains in Colorado and like be very specific about you know, what we're doing. And of course, they, they're still a little cagey because these are on the record sessions, the vast majority of them. Sure. And so, you know, they, they know that the press is there and, you know, they don't necessarily want to make news, but they but that's sort of the tightrope they walk. They don't want to make news while also being sort of clear with the lead audience about what their priorities and objectives are. And so us in the media, you know, um, you know boosters can sort of go out on news programs or, or in our own stories and say, here's what they're up to. You don't have to agree or disagree, but like now we have a sense of, w- of where they're coming from on, on a range of really mm-hmm. complicated issues. Uh, so Biden just had trips to Europe and the Middle East where you just came back from the Middle East. Uh, what do you know about what's next? So that's sort of unclear, and that's what I'm really looking forward to hearing in this, right? So we still haven't seen the administration's national security strategy. And not that, you know, that's, again, sort of an elite, almost academic exercise. But, you know, as they say, you mm-hmm. know, um, plans are, are nothing, but planning is everything. And so when you put down on paper a national security strategy, you're sort of saying these are the principles with which we, we work in the world. This is how we see the world. This is how we want to act in it. And, you know, you've just had two big trips in Europe and the Middle East. And you should, if you're the administration, you're starting to get a sense of what you want, of what's achievable. Um, and of course, mm-hmm. you know, this this was delayed by Ukraine and all that. But, you know, we're a year and a half into this administration. They should have a sense of what they want to do. And so that's what I'll be looking for. Um, and then I'm also just sort of getting a sense of, you know, is there a new phase in a Biden foreign policy? Or is it sort of, you know, the same things they've been saying, but with a little more vigor uh, because of Ukraine and, you know, after these trips? That's uh, not only just in the in the events, I mean, part of the, the, the greatness of these conferences and the fact that they're held in places like Aspen is that, yes, you sit and you listen to the panels and the, and the events, but you also get to talk with people on the sidelines and in the hallways, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and you do little pull-asides in rooms and you get us, even if they're off the record, you get a sense of like, oh, okay, that's, you know, that's clearer. Um, now I, now mm-hmm. you, know, you don't have to agree with it, but you just go, okay, now I see what's going on. So I, I like to consider Aspen sort of like, you know, a DC policy Coachella. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, in, in a very wor- wonky, nerdy uh, <laughs> way. But, like, that's sort of what this is. It's a bit of a, it's not a party per se, but it is sort of a place to hang out and get, a, you know, all the sort of DC policy elite and media together and and get a sense of where everyone's at. Uh, so how do you see the Biden administration handling criticism in person in front of all these elites? So this is one thing I'm really fascinated by because, you know, COVID somewhat insulated the administration. And this is outside of the fact that that's already a very insular, friendly bunch, right? Uh, They do Mm -hmm. take some advice from the outside, but it's really sort of a mind meld uh, in group thinky bunch inside that White House and the administration. So this is a chance for them to sort of step outside their own bubble. And even though it's elites, maybe 
have people poke and prod and red team some of their views um, or, you know, have experts kind of speak broadly about big policy ideas and maybe it differs from theirs. Obviously, look, the administration gets criticism from media, from folks who send in their own views throughout. It's not like they've been completely insulated, mm-hmm. but this is sort of like four days in which they can't really escape from people who might not agree with the way they're handling the world. This will include, as you know, Mayorkas today, um, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan later, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, and other sort of military officials in the U.S. government. So that's what I'll be looking for. You know, do they push back? Do they sort of wince? Do they go, oh, you know, mm-hmm. I see where you're coming from? Or, you know, that we haven't sort of, we, there's been no test of the Biden administration um, yet on that. And so that's what I think Aspen will be most useful for is sort of getting a, you know, gauging, you know, how sure of its worldview the Biden administration is and if they're even willing to accept any feedback. Alex Ward, Politico's national security correspondent, author of the National Security Daily Newsletter. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 11.45 a.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden will depart the White House to head to Warwick, Rhode Island, where he's scheduled to arrive at 1.15 before traveling to Brayton Point in Somerset, Massachusetts. There, he'll deliver remarks on the climate crisis. Per Politico's Kelsey Tamburino, Zach Coleman, Josh Siegel, and Alex Guillen, quote, President Joe Biden will announce new steps to combat climate change, but will stop short of declaring a national emergency that would unlock new tools for driving down greenhouse gases. At 3.30, Biden will depart Brayton Point to return to the White House, where he's scheduled to arrive at 5.40. Press Secretary Green Jean-Pierre and National Climate Advisor Gina McCarthy will gaggle aboard Air Force One on the way to Massachusetts. The Senate is in today. FDA Commissioner Robert Califf will be among those testifying before an appropriations subcommittee at 10 a.m. The Judiciary Committee will hold a hearing on the Highland Park, Illinois massacre at 10 a.m. The House will meet at 10 a.m. The Judiciary Committee will mark up gun bills, including an assault weapons ban, at 10 a.m. Newt Gingrich will be among those testifying before the Budget Committee at 10.30. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi will host Ukrainian First Lady Olena Zelenska to deliver remarks to Congress at 11 a.m. All right, that's all I've got for you today. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Rogu Munovalin. Have a good Wednesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. All employees should have the opportunity and tools to grow their careers, regardless of where they start. That's why Amazon is offering nine different programs designed to help employees advance their careers at Amazon and move them into higher paying jobs. Learn more at about Amazon. Dot com.